Um, yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the easiest way to sort of explain it is that because of a FOIA request, <laughs> The Intercept was able to get a hold of a two-page document which laid out the scenario for a war games training exercise that was done. I guess they do these on a semi-regular basis. I don't know if it's this annually. Is, yeah, this is but like part of common yeah, intelligence. Yeah, right. it's, it's part of how they like identify like people who could become like leadership from the academy and stuff like that. So they so they do these regularly, um, and they're sort of like very. Um, it's it's very like model UN, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, they all. I mean, it's, it's been going UN. on. I think this particular simulation, I think, is uh, JLAS, which is the Joint Land, Air, and Sea Simulation, mm. has been going on. It's it's the biggest one. That's it's like the biggest training exercise, right? Right. In the um, uh, in in the sort of like the academies, uh, and it's been going on since about the seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they basically they they prepare all year. Uh, and then there's like five days they all get together, I think, at like Maxwell Air Force Base in Alabama mm-hmm. and uh, basically look at all of these different scenarios. And there's usually like a theme mm-hmm. that links all of the different scenarios together. And I think the one for this particular year was chaos. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And this was 2018. Yeah. Um, and- I think it's it's absolutely hilarious because what they have essentially come up with is a uh, one page pitch treatment for possibly the worst cyberpunk video game about Gen Z possible. Um, It's like a international incident in which there is an uprising led by very online Zoomers who have. Um, collaborated together to like seize Bitcoin and uh, overthrow the governments of the world. Not seize Bitcoin to <clears throat> to like expatriate the wealth of major uh, <laughs> financial institutions, corporations, and including nonprofits and like bi- not just nonprofit, but like uh, how to put it, including like big foundations and stuff right. uh, to expropriate the wealth and then essentially like launder it through Bitcoin. So it's not a. It's actually. It, it actually presents a relatively realistic scenario, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Can we read? Can we read from it a little yeah, bit? Because yeah, yeah. I think I think they have to inform one of the things that apparently in the war game world is like uh, a good war game is one that has like verisimilitude. It has to like <laughs> be somewhat realistic. Right. Yeah. You right. can't you can't just have a war game where it's like, what if Napoleon had lasers? Uh, you know, like <laughs> what if it was the Battle of Waterloo? But with lasers, yeah. um, it has to be realistic. So here's the setup. Uh by, so they're talking about Gen Z. Um, both the September 11th terrorist attacks and the Great Recession greatly influenced the attitudes of this generation in the United <laughs> States and resulted in a feeling of unsettlement and insecurity among Gen Z. Although millennials experienced these events during their coming of age, Gen Z lived through them as a part of their childhood, affecting their realism and worldview. True. Ooh, uh, your ideology. Yeah. <laughs> although many Gen Z sought to avoid the financial stresses experienced by their parents, many found them su- uh, themselves stuck with excessive college debt when they discovered employment options did not meet their expectations. I actually don't think that that's... Uh, unique to gen z but um okay still um yeah gen z are often described as seeking independence and opportunity but are also among the least likely to believe that there is such a thing as the american dream that the system is rigged against them it sounds like a horoscope though too right oh i mean show Um, show me the lie frankly right yeah Yeah, no no, this is all this is all pretty consistent with all generalizations are usually true right so frequently seeing themselves as agents for social change they crave fulfillment and excitement in their job to quote help the world move forward 
Uh, despite the technological proficiency they possess, Gen Z actually prefer person-to-person contact as opposed to online interaction. They describe themselves as being involved in their virtual and physical communities and as having rejected excessive consumerism. Probably true. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So, in, yeah. So, like, all of that is, like, the setup. That's, like, their sociological... That's, like, they went to Pew Research and, like, read a few Pew studies. Yeah, um, totally. But so then, work, so then, boys. So, like, I don't know I don't know who came up with this next part, but, like, chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, it's so good. In early 2025, a group identifying <laughs> itself as Zebellion... That's, like, <laughs> so cool. Uh, gained traction <laughs> on the dark web, uh, both capitalized... Uh, Wait, I just, it's it's the dark web. That's a, I mean, I know, I know, it's a thing. Of course, it's a thing. Of course, it's a thing. But I just love that they're like they all learned how to use the dark web, and none of us know how to use it yet. We can't install Tor, and we can't figure this shit out. <laughs> the <laughs> Pentagon can't buy weed on the Silk Road. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining this happening in like 1998, and be like, they've they've got a thing called Napster, and yeah. like, <laughs> um, they can download a car. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Uh, Zebellion capitalized on the fears and insecurities of Gen Z and called for a global cyber campaign to expose injustice and corruption. Hell yeah. And to support. Oh, good Lord. You really need to do that on the dark web. Yeah. That doesn't just reveal itself every single day in major media publications. Yeah. And to support various causes it deemed beneficial. It appears that Zebellion initially formed in small groups at parks, rallies, protests, and coffee shops. Perhaps a hipster coffee shop. <laughs> well, well, worth, uh, worth, no, worth noting, just to pause at, at the end, because I assume we're not going to read the whole document. At the end, they specifically say that Zebellion started in Seattle before yeah. moving yeah. to other Yeah, places. actually, yeah. That's, that's key. The, um, basically, they're like the, they're recruiting people uh, face-to-face, and the, the, they ultimately they provide their members with sophisticated adaptations of the latest malware, okay. mm-hmm. making it difficult for cybersecurity programs to keep pace with the threat. Oh my um, God. I'm sorry. So yeah. This they sa- originated in Seattle like, and they've spread all over the world. This sounds like the setup in the first five minutes of a Pokemon game as to why you have to fight a bunch of people in matching uniforms for the rest of the game. <laughs> you know, this like, I mean, this is like only setting it- up like team, uh, you know, team zoom Zebellion or whatever. Well, I think the difference would be that like, it would be that case if like team rockets motivations and political goals were like really consistent and clear. Right. <laughs> I'm sense. not saying like, that it makes them sound like team rocket. I'm saying it sounds just as like corny and childish. Well, yeah. As a Pokemon villain. I don't think, I don't think that, that that's a fair characterization actually. Cause in a way, in a, in a way this is like describing the coolest possible future for Gen Z. Right. You know True. what I mean? Yeah. Like where they actually, cause there's uh, where, where like basically they actually do a rebellion and rise up and, or, you know, obviously like I think the, the generational thing is reductive cause this, you know, it's like bullshit, s- saying yeah. it's just like a Gen Z thing would be, is, is slightly ridiculous, yeah. but saying that a movement of young people essentially gets together to, you know, again, do basically do the kind of like, um, basically do like neuromancer. Right. Uh, <laughs> shit in terms of like not obviously not in terms of some of the like actual uh, <laughs> like story beats right. or whatever but in terms of the in terms of the like you know corporate sabotage and, and theft and like the re- and right. like actively actively like redistributing wealth you know but what's I mean what what is funny uh, about this to me and what is kind of like in the in these intelligence people's minds the sort of infantilizing thing mm-hmm. here is that like 
to me, this is basically like there's the scenario they're really plotting out, I think, is like, what if the Sunrise Movement became like Hezbollah or something? <laughs> Except for obviously, you know, that's how they would frame it. I'm not, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, or mm-hmm. if maybe a more accurate uh, thing is like, what if the Sunrise Movement became the Weather Underground? Right. You know? Sure. Um, which is fair to say. Maybe yeah, they will. Get to true. it, kids. They I still mean, can. They've got yeah. plenty of time. Yeah. Well, I, I also just think, I don't know, to me, the funniest part is that that they're sort of like they've soured on capitalism and like buying shit. And so let's invade and make them buy shit. Right. Like, right. It's, it's like, I mean, I mean, like they're redistributing this, wealth like animals. I mean, and I, yeah. Yeah. That to me, that to me just like is the sort of like core of it where they're like, well, we all see, I mean, everybody need, you know, pe- people are supposed to buy shit. And if, yeah. if these kids, if these kids stop, uh, stop buying shit and start stealing, stealing, uh, the internet money from, <laughs> from, from us, the then internet companies, what are we going to, what are we going to do? We gotta, we gotta go in there and tell them to buy some more stuff. <laughs> stop I mean, stealing I, stuff. I don't, I don't see how, uh, someone could have like gone through this training exercise. Uh, cause you know, it, it was done. So like people did mm-hmm. this in 2018. I don't see who people who gone, who went through this training exercise could not be looking at the events of today and thinking like, hmm. okay, so I've learned from what I, what we did, we talked about in 2018 as to how to like anticipate and develop from this. And either we need to do whatever those strategies are, or in order to counteract Z-Bellion becoming a real thing, we need to enact like urban pacification strategies. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I mean, like we don't want this to be Hanoi 1963 again. One of the like, things yeah. I keep thinking of too is like, are they in a lot of ways they talk about and put so much unusual in my mind emphasis on the fact that like the way that these funds are being redistributed are, has been somehow like checked or or sanctioned by the community that there is this sort of like accountability component of of the Zebellion, right? That they mm-hmm. they reassure members that the money is going to the right place and that like the recipients have been like vetted in some capacity. And it's funny because I I'm like, is this what they think like everybody sharing crowdfunding like would be <laughs> if it were like militarized is this like militarized gofundme is this the inspiration for this that they like that that sort of like the network of people trying to like um go outside of the, the health finance system to fund each other's health care is somehow like um right. this revolutionary like insurgency of like financial activity in some kind that that is in it of itself robbing corporations of like money that should be going to them in the form of like consumer purchase power but instead is being like redistributed to others in the community for medical expenses therefore like you know, imposing an invisible tax on corporations by this movement because of ideology. Like, are you fucking kidding? Is this literally what they sit up at night worrying about? Like, simple answer for you guys. Um, pass Medicare for all right now. And, and right. I mean, among other of, things. Right. Yeah. Like, instead of responding well, with more austerity, like, you can sleep at night if you allow people to, like, have their basic needs met. This is, this is an important part of the, I think what, it's important to like be clear about what goes on in these games. Mm-hmm, so yeah. there's like the full scale version of a war game is there's, there's gra- you're literally on the ground and you have like a combat situation where you're, you're 
playing it out right right there's the tabletop version which is like the other military larping right the, yeah. then there's like you know on the other end of the spectrum there's like a, a very basic tabletop operation this is sort of in between so people are together in these rooms there's hello this is daniel beatrice's screen reader program support us at patreon.com slash death panel pod to hear the full episode and get access to patron only content with love, the death panel.